Welcome to your Wellcast, a guide to unlocking a healthier, happier you. Your host, Anna Kate, is an experienced holistic health and wellness coach. She's the guide by your side as you give yourself permission to build the life you envision, empowering you through motivation, education, and whole health nourishment. If you're ready to indulge in your wellness journey, Anna's here to help. This is your Wellcast. Hi there, loves. I hope everyone is doing well out there in the universe today. I'm going to speak about a very large topic of self-image. This will be reoccurring throughout different podcast episodes. I can only imagine. (laughs) Because so many of my values around Anna Kate, whole health, method, the unique journey all come back to these principles in which you love, trust, and accept yourself. You learn to live an authentic life and you choose to nourish your mind, body, soul. So a lot of the mind component along with living authentically, feeling comfortable in your own skin, living a healthy expression of yourself All of those and many more (laughs) fall into that self-image bubble, right? So it's just one of value. It's, It's one of thought value that I want to approach today in that we live in such a filtered world. A lot of times this is where my heartstrings are pulled, especially with the younger generations. I'm nearing 40 and... I feel as though that shift um, into social media, like so many other, you know, research articles, all of the pieces have come to fruition stating these facts. Um, I really just wanted to speak on a high level, sort of an energetic, the mind-soul level of what all of this is and why it's always been such a construct in society. And then with every given generation, it changes so much. But the real core comparison, jealousy piece uh, lingers within each one of us, you know, in every age and stage that we go through. I wrote an article almost two years ago now about this topic when it just was really bothering me, (laughs) to be honest. And that same little nudge has just continued to linger. And so, as I said, it'll be reoccurring just in different methods spoken to in different ways, etc. But today, uh, I wanted to talk about that big concept of unfiltered in a filtered world. Is seeing believing. We all have filtered images. As pictures span from past to present in our camera rolls, most of those are unfiltered and they sweetly represent personal empowerment, self-love, confidence. Others are just laughably, hilariously real in the moment, impromptu images. But all of these images, all of these pictures and the way that our society is so fast-paced these days with reels and instantaneous images all over the place. All of those project something. 
and especially in today's instant gratification screen and social media driven world. But do we actually stop and think about the energy and emotion behind each of these images? Is the action backed by fear or faith? When we're seeing things coming at us so quickly, (laughs) do we even take a moment to say, my gosh, these are coming at me so quickly? In addition to, hold up, what is the energy emoting from these inputs that are hitting my my self? A dizzying array of filters on social and that constant conditioning it perpetuates has me thinking of the societal impact that is so widely associated with this kind of, quote, life dysmorphia in which perfectionist concepts and wishing things into existence is the way to this so-called material success. That's a big, there's a lot we can unpack in that paragraph. The filters, the way we portray ourselves to the public, is that our reality? Is that the reality that you believe you are? Do you see yourself that way? Or can you see yourself as the real, soulful, imperfect self? Again, I know there's been many studies. There's so much data. But just thinking back to, you know, all the way back, you've got disposable cameras, how excited you were to go pick up the film, I'm dating myself, but then even when, you know, Facebook started in in college for me, we didn't filter any of those photos. We just put shit up there, right? Did we think about it? Maybe. Maybe in hindsight we did. But those images were just what they were for what they are at the time. And then you moved on. And again, I'm going to go back to these same words. (laughs) Because everybody's going to interpret this differently in their own perspective, in their own lives. But this conditioning perpetuates this life dysmorphia, where the perfect way of living, the, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to make it seem like I'm living this way. I'm wishing this into existence, this I'll look successful, I'll be successful, I'll feel like I'm successful. If I'm, if I'm being portrayed, if I'm pr- and it's all projection, <laughs> I want people to see me this way. And then you're projecting to say, well, this is exactly how these people are going to see these images and my lifestyle from the outside, so then I'll feel okay about it. Yes? No? Maybe? I'm just kind of riffing here. Perception of beauty standards showcased through the barrage of images that sink into one's conscious and subconscious are more often than not unrealistic. This has solely become the norm. All of these perceptions of beauty within different cultures, societal norms, right? Like every group, every region, country, etc. all have this 
this perception of these, you know, these set beauty standards. And as we've all seen, they change definitively over time. But that entire barrage of reels, of images, of constant things sinking into your conscious and your subconscious are more often than not going to be unrealistic. And we have all taken that as the norm. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so interesting, necessary. We really need to dig into these these ideations. And is it harming us or, or helping us? I mean, how often have you had people say to you with no makeup on or, you know, your legs aren't shaven, like all of the above where it's just like, no, just be as you are. Be as you are. I love you for who you are. In that moment, where you're at, you might have the tiny insecurities, but how great does that feel when someone you care about, friend, partner, anyone in your life, notices that you are beautiful, wonderful, authentic, and you don't need to look the way that you think you need to look and feel in order to receive love. What is this doing to the health and well-being of our population? The levels of self-esteem, self-image, body image, comparison complexes, these irrational expectations obsessive disorders, mental health concerns, they are at an all-time high. And it's, in my opinion, so linked to this filtered standard of life. Why do we feel the need to filter or blur what the real self actually showcases? What is the root? Why? (laughs) Just keep asking yourself why, why, why? Why do you need to filter or blur what your real self shows? Why is it that the more likes one receives is under the sheath of vanity, covered with fear that acceptance may not take place if those parts of ourselves we don't like are actually digitally in this world transformed? Or in the case of going further, with every plastic surgery, injection type thing you can think of. Where are the healthy levels of all this? And how far are we just going to continue to go? Have we actually encouraged judgments, self-obsession, self-serving personality disorders? Have we encouraged shame and a spiraling negative feedback loop by doing all of this? Both psychologically and sociologically, why is it of importance to our culture to correct what it is that makes you, out there you, beautifully you? When and how have we conditioned ourselves to believe perfect facial symmetry, an unnaturally volumed lip, fake large lashes, prominently plumped you know, cheekbones and unrealistic waist-to-booty ratios make for an actual happy life. We know it doesn't. Truly, when we get to the root cause, the foundation, who we are in ourselves, not the external, my question would be, is it possible we return to a culture that is not procured, 
There are healthy ways to take care of yourself, to age gracefully. But we've gone off the rails. Is it possible that we return to a culture that is not procured? Might that actually reduce the number of adolescents and these young adults, these 20-something women in particular, feeling the depths of anxiety and true depression at such an early age without really even getting to the nitty-gritty of the really, like, really hard stuff oftentimes? Is it making people feel this cultural isolation, entitlement, Socially insecure mannerisms. You know, this is not specific to a particular demographic. I'm just talking very big picture here. But so many people in so many realms can actually relate. And it's really important because what we see in our youth is our future. We should be inclined to worry that a self-worth, self-esteem, true self-efficacy become more and more attached to this, you know, quote-unquote, edited human approach. The bigger the fall for those that expect this type of outward approval to be sustainably fulfilling. And if it starts so young, their expectation is just constant for this same outward approval. Where is our high value for critical thinking? Life the way it is, is good enough. I'm going to repeat that. Life the way it is, is truly good enough. You're good enough. Finding what it is that makes you individually strong, healthy, and at peace allows you the ability to persevere with grace and self-actualization. Our world is not online, nor is it filtered. When you open your eyes and live your daily actions, it's not online and it's not a filtered world. It's your one life that you are here in the universe to live. Show your gifts, your naturally born gifts. I 100% get how lovely it is to feel yourself. Really just feel yourself. My feminine archetype is actually lover and half queen. And so I get this wholeheartedly. The sensuality of life and the way that you can emote your inner self to that physical body is necessary. It's needed in this world. So I want you to feel yourself. I want this for everyone. But in a high-valued way. The self-love, the self-confidence, the trust that makes you feel on top of the world That kind of beautiful is the best beautiful because you believe you are truly worthy of such. The context for producing professional photography and these cute, fun, sexy images with small tweaks and lighting, it can be great. I've done it. (laughs) And it's so fulfilling for our creative needs. Although when it's cognitively and emotionally understood that there is a person you in that image that is not the one that shows up to the world daily. So there is a need for the fun, sexy, creative image, photo, 
I get it. It's a way to be creative. It's a way to let ourselves be seen. Only though, when it is cognitively and emotionally understood that that person in the image is not the one who shows up in the world daily with the wrinkles, with the blemishes, with the hair, uneven tone, skin tone, legs, body stuff that we all have, the extra pounds, all of those things are the reality, the beautiful, beautiful reality. Loving beneath the looks and overdone, super scandalous public shots that, you know, grandma might balk at (laughs) is where you'll find all the power. Loving beneath that, you guys. Self-expression is exquisite. Sharing is cathartic. It should not stop us altogether. But beauty comes in all forms. Gives pleasure to the senses in the mind and the spirit. And is the architect of this world. Beauty is everywhere. Physical glorification, however, that is created by disforming identity from its true essence is far from praising beauty's value in the most natural and primal sense, from intimate heart to intimate heart. Let's be real. Let's look at ourselves, love ourselves, and see the true selves shine. Our imperfections are really what make us beautiful. When you see them yourself, And when someone you love sees those things too. All right. Thank you for listening (laughs) to my rant today. This is a, it's a big topic for me. I think being female, I think seeing the span from where it was to where it's gone. You know, I can only imagine what my parents think and my grandparents, etc. If I have these feelings. But I want you to be conscientious about it. This is only to get your mind thinking beyond the day-to-day, thinking beyond what you might have already seen, you know, just asking those differing questions about this big topic, this big subject, um, for what that means in your life, children's lives, etc. So how can we make a difference? As always, be you, love them. Until next time, XO. Thanks for listening to Your Wellcast, a guide to unlocking a healthier, happier you. Keep in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at AnnaKate underscore Whole Health. To get in touch with Anna for personalized coaching and guidance, visit AnnaKateHealthCoach.com.